Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to continue our conversation about game design? Uh, heck yeah, I do. We, we failed to fit that into a single episode. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to need to do a little more work. So let's get to it. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And on tonight's episode, we are going to wrap up the topic that we started last time that we thought was one topic, or like one show's worth of topic, and then it turned out that we kind of just kept rambling about it, and so it became two show's worth of topics. So um, the topic was thoughts on game design, and as just a quick brief refresher, what we talked about last time, last week, so it's been a little while since you've heard it, we talked about having an idea, we talked about development, and we talked about playtesting, um, which brings us to today. Yeah, so going back to uh, that original list of things to talk about, uh, the next one in our list is the feedback. Feedback. Now, when we talked about playtesting, there's basically there's basically two types of um, information that you get from a playtest. So the first one is your own your own analysis of how the game's going. So when I'm designing a game and I'm playtesting it, I am watching it to see if it's doing the things I expect it to do. Did that move kind of go the way I think it was going to? Did this did the rules engage in a particular situation that I was expecting it to occur? If they did engage, did they engage the way I wanted them to? Those kinds of things. Did they, did they drive the narrative into the style of narrative that you were expecting them to? That's a big one with like Powered by the Apocalypse, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that kind and, of stuff. And that's internal collection, right? That's your mm -hmm. own personal observations of what's going on in the game. And that's great. There's a lot of useful data in there. But that's only like one half of the data that you can get from a playtest, right? So the other part, which brings us to um, this point in the checklist, is feedback from mm -hmm. the people who are playtesting it. Yay! <laughs> um, and feedback is when the other people who are playing the game tell you what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what worked for them, what did not work for them, those kinds of things. Um, and this can be, so this is tricky because one, all critique hurts on some level. It does. It just does. Now, over time, if over time you get used to it, like uh -huh. you don't, you don't internalize it and like, you know, take it in, like you don't take it as an attack. Um, if you have ever had a background where you have had to been critiqued frequently. So I was a grad student in the sciences and as a grad student critiquing um, your scientific designs and things like that is a sport. Yeah, so, I, I don't think I had it quite as harsh as that, but I was in theater. So everything is about how it's perceived by other people, which means that every design class that you take, every acting class that you take, 
Um, I didn't take that many acting classes because I'm a tech person. But every design class that you take is about presenting what you did, what you were trying to accomplish, and then everybody, everybody critiquing it, the professor and everybody, right? So that's, that's a lot of critiquing. Yeah. And so if you have that background, then the feedback part is not quite as, uh, as, as sharp. I mean, uh, another background I will say is if you've ever, ever done any software design and had testers like QA and stuff like that come back, that is another form of, of, um, of, of critique. It absolutely is. But the, the one other thing I will add to that is like, but you can get out of practice, right? At, at hearing critique and, and not personalizing it. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess what I'm saying is if you've had that kind of background, then you mm-hmm. kind of know what's coming next. If you have not ever had that kind of background then we're going to try to give you some tips because um, when people start telling you stuff, your instincts are going to be to take it personally. Yeah. And to, to get de- defensive. To get defensive about mm-hmm. it and to kind of wall off, um, you know, and and that's not going to be useful for good feedback because here's the thing. When you are designing a game, you are hopelessly deep inside the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you are the least objective person about the functioning of the game. Uh, even if you, I'll give an example. Like if a player says like, oh, well, you know, in that scene, like I felt like that scene really dragged and it fell flat. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But see, what didn't happen was there are these these mechanics that happen later that are going to make that really awesome. Yeah. But here's the important part. If the player thinks it dragged, then it then dragged. it dragged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right? So it doesn't matter that I have some downstream mechanism. What's important is when I hear that feedback from the player, I need to realize that probably that mechanism is too far downstream mm-hmm. and I need to pull it closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a hypothetical example. But the point being is players are going to give you feedback. Now, here's the other side of this coin. The ability to give feedback is also a skill. Yes, absolutely. A practiced skill. Yeah. It is a practice skill. So if you go to a place like Metatopia and you are playtesting your game with other designers or people who playtest games frequently at Metatopia, the type of feedback that you get often is very um, Mm non-threatening. It is very constructive and it tends to be fairly focused Mm -hmm. as in those people who are playtesting your game can kind of tell you exactly where something didn't click and, and even offer potential solutions. Why I will say that often as a playtester, you should not offer an explanation for how to fix things unless asked. Yeah. Um, as a playtester, you should just offer observation. Um, yeah, as a gen- like, unless vi- unless asked, I would definitely unless yeah, if you're asked, um, then you should provide like solutions. But your your best feedback is just to give stuff. So that's the experience side. If you just go and play this with your friends or take it to a game store and play it, the feedback that you could get could be all over the place. Uh huh. And in those cases, you need to be even more thick-skinned yeah. <laughs> about it. Because somebody might be like, oh, that combat sucked. Yeah. 
Because okay. they, they don't know how to say it, you know, they don't know how to pinpoint what didn't make it fun for them, right? It, exactly. <laughs> right? So they just blurt out like it sucks and you're just like, ouch. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> how dare you say that about my baby? Like, I've, you know, that I've sweated blood for, right? Do you know how many hours I've spent in Excel perfecting this character sheet? Right. <laughs> but but you might get, like, you might have play tested that at, like, something like Metatopia or with other designers and people could be like, hey, I see what you're going for with the combat, but let me tell you, it felt really mathy. Uh, and the dice mechanic was like, it was, it was really like, it, it took a while to kind of build a pool and roll it. And I felt like it just kind of like everything kind of dragged. That is a completely different quality of feedback. Yeah. Because it right? gives you a, a very specific um, issue to address. Yes. Um, which is much more like, hey, the, the, the combat was draggy because there was a bunch of rules latency in here. So like, how could you tighten this up? To make it click along a little faster. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is very different than where it sucked. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it, because you can't do anything with it sucked. No, it's But <laughs> you can't dismiss it either. Yeah. Right. So if somebody tells you it sucked, you need to go digging. Right. So you can't be defensive about it. You actually have to be like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. Um, can you maybe can we maybe elaborate on why you didn't enjoy it? Right? Was did you think that it wasn't exciting, or did you think it was too slow, or you know too fast? Like, and then you can kind of tease that out. But in order to be able to do that, you have to be open. Yep. You can't close off. Yeah. Right. So you have to be open. So the thing with feedback is critique is hard. It's um, it's not fun, and it is a crapshoot on <laughs> what you're going to get. So sometimes you're going to get great critique, and you're going to jot a few notes and be like, awesome, I'm going to take that back with me, and I'll start working on it. And other times you're going to have to kind of sit um, and tease it out and, um, and, and figure out, like, you may not even know how to solve the problem yet. You may just know that you have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for instance, and, and so here's the thing. It can happen at any point during the play test. Um, and players find all sorts of things, things that you either have a blind spot towards or things that you like hadn't gotten around to thinking about or testing. It's the reason why play testing with people is fantastic, right? Because it, it, it is um, critique and feedback outside of the box. And I'll, I'll give you an example from Hydro Hackers. Y- yes. <laughs> so Hydro Hackers, uh, we took it to Metatopia mm-hmm. and we were having the high test. So for people, if you haven't listened to our Metatopia episodes, the high test is a play test with only other designers. Yep. Right. So it is design. The play test is um, where you get like real quality feedback. And we had a rather good play test. Like we did yeah, a like great. an abbreviated session. Everybody had a good time. Mm-hmm. And we got to the end. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the designers at the table, she was like, I have one comment. I was playing the hydrologist. And the main stat for their um for their main move um is mind right well that's one of the that's your mental acuity and she was like there are no basic moves there that use mind no basic moves there are in fact i don't think i'm not even sure there were any any other moves that used mind right <laughs> and i was like 
Really? <laughs> so like I, I and I not that I didn't believe her, but I was like, huh, huh. you would have thought you would have thought I would have like you would have thought that? by now we would have found that. <laughs> and sure enough, like we took out the basic move sheet and she There's was nothing. absolutely right. Yeah. We then so I was like, Well, thank you very much. That is a glaring hole in the design. <laughs> um and you know, I didn't I mean Obvious, and obviously it was it was it was uh, it was delivered very well, but also was very open to it, right? And this was a late test for us. I had played Hydro Hackers a whole bunch of times. Oh boy, and, and me was too. Very by then. right. Yes. And yeah, exactly. Like I had run it a bunch of times. You had played it a bunch of times. You had even run it a couple times by this point. Yes. Oh yeah, I don't remember the order in which life happened. Yes, but because yeah. because origins, origins comes you ran. before. You're right. Origins yes. comes before Metatopia. Yeah. So you had run it. I had run it. Right. Neither one of us ever found this. Yeah. Right. And it and it and it came in and and here's the thing. It's late in the game. Like it's it's late in design. And we had to go back and like find places for mind and change a few mu- moves to use mind late in the design process. And I will tell you, if you've never designed a game before, when you are late in the design process, it's harder going back and making like base level changes like that, mm-hmm. like things that are f- like in the fundamentals of the game. It's not the funnest thing to do, <laughs> but this woman was absolutely right. It was a glaring mistake. So uh, we went back and uh, addressed it. Yeah. And it, it unfortunately meant that as that particular playbook, you would put all of your stat into the the special skill that you got and it meant that you were terrible at doing anything else in the entire game you were mediocre at a couple things and then terrible yeah you literally never rolled anything else because somebody else could always do it better right that and that happened one other time um earlier in playtesting when somebody who had the um neighborhood watch was like i'm basically just a, a a stick yeah and I have no social skills. And then we were like, oh. Mm, we can fix this. We, let, let's go fix that too. <laughs> and, you know. So it's really it's really important to get that feedback. And so the, the takeaways of this are, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this on two sides. Okay. When you are the designer, you, you need to be open, right? You need to soak up. And I have a caveat to this. So I'm going to say all this and put an asterisk in it right now. Sure. You need to be open to hearing what people say about the design and just listen. Don't, don't, don't explain it away. Don't try to defend it. Just, just listen. And then later when no one else is around, (laughs) sort through like sort through the comments, right? Like the it sucks isn't going to be helpful. So hopefully you got some more stuff from that. Um, the um, this dice mechanic is clunky to put together. That That's a thing you got to look at. And then the last thing, and this is the asterisk part of it. Sometimes you get feedback that you don't have to follow. You never have to follow any feedback. But sometimes you get feedback where somebody thinks a bug Somebody thinks something is a bug when you designed it to be a feature. Yes. And it may just be that this person wasn't a good fit for your game. Like in real life, they would never buy this game. Right. So and they wind up saying something okay. like, like this combat is too mathy, but like your whole design for the game was to make combat mathy. Yeah. 
that right that was so they're purpose. like oh it was it was too mathy and you're like Good. yeah that that's what i was setting out to do right so sometimes you now this is the hard part right because sometimes you don't uh, you just sometimes you take that feedback and you appreciate that you got it and then you like put it in a box and don't do anything with it what you have to learn to do is to be objective enough not to just take every piece of advice and stuff <laughs> put it, it in, in the box, box and do nothing with it <laughs> right yes. you have to be open to hearing all of that but sometimes recognize that there are cases where you're just like well actually <laughs> really really you never say that really? to anyone you say that you say that later it's, when you're home, you say it right? Quietly like, in your own head. To yourself. Keep, keep your well actuallys to yourself. Yeah. So there were a <laughs> That's couple the times. Inside voice. <laughs> right. There were a couple times, I think, in one of I can't remember if it was Turning Point or if it was in Hydra Hackers, where somebody gave us a piece of advice, a piece of feedback, and we sat later and talked about it, and then we were like, that piece of advice would fundamentally violate yeah, the, the whole design the, of the game. The I think purpose, it was turning point. I think it was turning point because right. it was, it was, it was a, I don't remember oh, what it was specifically. What I know was what it was. It? What was it? The person didn't like that. The choices in the flashback scenes determined the choice at the end. Oh, well, yeah. They were I like, mean, they were would... like, well, I want to make the choice at the end, like at the end. And I was like, that fundamentally yeah. <laughs> fundamentally defeats the entire purpose of the game that we were designing. Yes. Right. The whole premise of Turning Point <laughs> is that your past decisions influence your like yes. the big decision you have to make in the game. So that was a case where it was like this person had feedback and we heard it, but then we're also like, and we're not doing a thing with this because it That's a complete- different game. Yeah, the, it, you're talking about a whole other game, and that's not the game we're writing. Right, and 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 it was and and to be clear, not the game that we were interested in writing. So like that's correct. part of it because sometimes somebody will say something like that, and you go, "Oh my god, that would be way better." And you you could shift your entire base design. Like there's nothing that says you, you can't, right? But you like can. in this particular case, the thing that was particularly interesting to us was the premise specifically the premise about how our past experiences influence how we make decisions in the future. So disconnecting our flashbacks from the final decision completely defeated the, the, the actual mechanic that we were specifically writing. So much so. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. much so that as we were eating lunch, we were like, no, we're no, not doing No, no. <laughs> and in fact, now that I... Now that I remember everything, I also remember who the designer was who told us that. Who was a good friend and not a small designer by any means. Mm-mm. I'll remind you later. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's good that uh, I have a poor memory say- for this sort of thing. That's fine. The last thing I'll say about the feedback before we move on, again, is that if you are providing feedback as a uh, playtester um, sometime in the future... Uh, only like limit yourself to the, identifying what the problem is. Don't offer up the solution. Um, one, you're never going to completely understand how somebody else's game works or what touches what or what bumps into what. So your your solution, you know, may e- may easily not work. 
Um, so just if it's clunky, say it's if, if it's clunky, say it's clunky. If it's mathy, say it's mathy. But don't be like you know if you got rid of three or you know three of these variables and you know only had this and this and that you don't understand how the rest of the game is put together. Yeah. So only offer your observations. Um, offer them without judgment. Yeah. It does not suck. That is not helpful. Explain if it did. If it did suck. Don't say so. Just say what say what didn't work for you. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... So I don't actually remember, but I feel like when we talked about playtesting with bonus experience, we probably talked about a bunch of this stuff because there is a whole sort of middle thing about playtesting and feedback, right? In which it also ends up being your responsibility as both the game designer and the person running the game, probably. Um, not in all cases, but, you know, the game designer who's seeing this playtest happen. Um, to set up a situation in which you can get the kind and style of critique that you want. And you can control that to some extent. Um, so I'll just throw a couple of things out really quickly and then I think we should jump to the next thing. Absolutely. Um, so there's a couple of ones that I see frequently and, you know, use myself. Um, roses and thorns is the one that I usually default to, which is, um, you know, a rose is something good and a thorn is something that could be improved, right? Um, stars and wishes is another one that is, is the same kind of idea, but it's a little bit less negative because wishes are just like what you want to see next time. I, I usually see that more in terms of like a long running campaign or like running a game, like something like that. Um, but you could also do that. Um, yeah. And then I'll say just one, one last one to tack onto that is you can have a very specific play test. Oh yeah. You you can can say, you can be like, Hey, this play test is only regarding range combat. Yes. Yep. Like, I don't have hand-to-hand combat worked out yet. This playtest is only regarding range combat today. Right. And then that's all you want to hear critique on. Yep. And sometimes you can even do a general playtest and be like, hey, we've really playtested, you know, like this really well. Today's playtest, I would really like to just hear about skill resolution. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, you can say that. You're allowed to say that up front. Yeah. And you can funnel that feedback that you get. Yep. You can be more specific. Anyway, yeah, okay. I wanted to just mention that in brief. No, excellent, excellent point. Excellent, excellent, excellent point. Okay, let's move on to the Alpha, the Beta, and the Ash Can. <laughs> it sounds um, like the title of a book. Tinkers, yeah. Soldier, Sailor, Spy. Alpha, Beta, <laughs> Ash Can. Um, so these words get tossed around. There's no hard definition for any of these three words. No. <laughs> so we're going to give you our our personal definition yeah. of what we think they are. Or like how we tend to work with them. <laughs> Correct. In terms of our own work. Yes. Because that's, that's all you we just, can really say. You just, here's here's the salt. Um, just take some while we explain this. Like, <laughs> have a grain or two while we explain this. Our <laughs> mileage will vary. Don't quote us on this. Don't. At us on Twitter about this because this is just the terminology the way we operate with it. Yes. Okay. So alpha rules to me are the following. I have written some shit down. I don't necessarily think this all works, nor do I think it's complete, nor do I think this is what it's finally going to look like. I may change any or all of this. But here it is. 
Yeah, I think to me, if I can tack on to that, because that sounds very sure. similar, to me, the moment that it achieves alpha status from like draft, <laughs> like me, um, is I don't think this is necessarily all going to work. I don't know how it's going to happen at the table, blah, 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 right? But like, but I have something playable and I won't know till I try it. Yes. And I might even be able to share it with you in a document, but also, Maybe like, not. I have, I have not edited this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's not complete. Um, if you know me, if you've ever written anything with me, you will find the word in capital stuff. Yeah, stuff. In a place, which is a tag a to lot. tell me to go back and write more things. A lot. Yes. It used to be send us place in the show notes. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> and then I wouldn't put anything in there. And then you would have all planned out things and I would just say things. Stuff. Stuff. So stuff came about because when I was learning to write and I was starting to write rules and, and blog articles and things like that, I would um, I would get to a point where I would be like, this paragraph seems too short. I don't know what else to write and I'm getting stuck. So I would write the word in caps stuff and then I would start writing the next paragraph and keep going. And then later, because it's all in caps, if I don't find it myself, the editors will find it because they'll find the giant word stuff and they'll ask me why it's there. But here's what I learned. Nine times out of 10, maybe like seven times out of 10, when I go back to the word stuff and reread the paragraph, the paragraph's fine. And I just yes, take the word just, out and keep going. Yeah. Um, only like 30% of the time I reread the paragraph and then I'm like, you know, probably yeah, needs a probably need more. some stuff. <laughs> yeah. It almost never needs stuff, but I put it in there um, because I think that's what, like, I, because my brain is, is hung up on it. Like it doesn't want to write the next part. But also it doesn't know what to write in this part. And I'm like, look, brain, we got to get moving. Like we can always come back and fix these things. Okay. So that's where stuff comes from. All right. Sure. So alpha, alpha means like it's somewhat codified. It needs a whole lot of testing um, and it's somewhat shareable. But like, I'll be honest, I personally don't share out my alphas um, with anyone like and when I say with anyone, I mean not counting Senda because we designed together. Yeah, that's different. And the the alpha is our alpha. And when I say mine, yeah. it's just usually I'm the one who types it. Yeah. You have been like for we the both last. design it, <laughs> but usually my job is to is to write it into write it a Google down, Doc. Will you please? Yeah. Yeah. Like we talk through all these things and we play through them. And then when it's time to like, hey, we should have a Google Doc with this, it's like my job to go sit and write it. And that is okay. <laughs> In the it's division because, of labor. It's because you have historically had specific set aside time for the working on of the things. I have yes. now shed a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now we'll just write it together. Yeah. So we'll and see. Then, we'll see what happens when we all okay, have. So, anyway, this is beside the point. That's okay. So beta. Okay. So beta means uh, it's been play tested. It is somewhat stable. Mm-hmm. It is mostly done, but there may be a few sections that are a little thin, or there may be a couple of things changing before we get to the final. Yeah. But it's pretty playable. Yeah. It's something that I could hand to someone else and say, yes. can you play this and let me know yes. how it goes? Right? Um, and, and acknowledging things like, um, I know that there's an issue with, you know, this mechanic right here. 
Um, so like, see if you run into see if it. You too. run into that or whatever, right? Or maybe there's no advancement section, right? And there's just the word stuff. Stuff, <laughs> right? Like, because I'm not ready to write the advancement section yet because I need combat to work. Yeah. Um, right, and I, and I feel sure good about combat right. now, but I haven't done anything else. Right. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, and I think you hit on the the important part, at least for us, is a beta is something I will hand not to strangers. Yeah, not to strangers. And I will not charge any money no. for a beta. No, I won't charge money for it. But I would like if Schmitty was like, hey... I would like to take, you know, like when, when Ditch Lilies reaches beta, because Ditch Lilies it's is not, an alpha. It's an alpha. It's definitely right. an alpha. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ditch Lilies is an alpha. <laughs> but it, but if it got to the point where it was in beta and we were comfortable with it and Schmitty was like, hey, I have some friends and I would like to play the Ditch Lily game with them. I would be comfortable because Schmitty's in our very close circle of friends where I would be like, okay, I'm going to give you the beta. Run it. Tell me like. Tell give me, me how feedback, and we'll put your names in the book because if you give us oh, yeah. feedback, then you should be listed as playtesters. You know, absolutely. But beta, I think you hit the most important difference between alpha and beta. Beta is the thing that I would not be ashamed to give someone, but also understand you're getting a word doc. Yeah, you're. I've you're not, getting a I've Google not laid doc this here. thing out. There's nothing. And, it's going to have typos in it. It's going to be, you know, right. The the editing pass that may have happened is Senda fixed it. Yes. Not the editors yet, yes. But Senda fixed it when she was just reading the junk I wrote and was like, "Ugh, like take out the commas for God's sake." There's so many. Up. One day, one day, I want one of you guys in a manuscript to just instead of deleting the commas, cut them and paste them into the back no, of the document. Oh God, that would take. And we so could just long, see Phil. how many. That would take so long. I, you were asking oh, me to me build sad. the Great Wall of China with commas. Why would you do okay. that? <laughs> the last one. The last term is Ashcan. I'm going to add a fourth term on here, which is oh. quick start, because we're going to use these inner, because these reach the same state. Yes. But they're different. But they're different. And people use them sometimes. They get flop. Oof. It's a little bit okay. floppy about how, how the quote industry uses them, right? So these, again, just our definitions. Ashcan is a very messy term. It's a very messy term. It's a very messy term. It's not very well nailed down. Um, I will tell you how we use it. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you disagree, that's fine. You disagree. But for us, an ash can is a low cost publication of rules that are better than beta, mm -hmm. but not finished. Mm -hmm. So if you look at hydro hackers, the ash can for hydro hackers is on drive through RPG. It is a book. Mm -hmm. It has a limited amount of artwork. Mm -hmm. It has a set of rules mm -hmm. for 80% of the game. Mm -hmm. It is missing the rules for the hydro hack. Mm -hmm. Because those kept getting ripped apart. <laughs> the, because <laughs> that was the section that yeah. was being developed and redeveloped and redeveloped. Yeah. It is completely playable. Mm-hmm. You could play multiple sessions out of it. Oh, yeah. You could actually have a whole mini campaign out of the sure. Ashcan. Um, it is of a quality that I am not embarrassed about for you to see, mm -hmm. but it only cost us, I think, $200 in artwork to produce the book. Mm -hmm. Very inexpensive. Um, and it's not very big. It is definitely not done. And the book says like a dozen times in it, it's not done. 
that is the ash can and I'm very happy with it. And it'll exist all the way up until I finish off the full manuscript for Hydra hackers. And then the ash can will go away dirt after the Kickstarter yep. to be replaced by the full rules. Yes. Okay. That's ash can. Um, low cost, low quality publication meant to distribute a rule set greater than beta, but less than final. Yes. Well, that's not a bad definition. I'm going to have to come back and I'm going to go fish that out of here, like out of the audio one day. You have to listen to it. Shall I write down? I'll have to remember we recorded it. (laughs) That'll be the first part is I'll be like, man, did we ever talk about ash cans before? Like, okay. Anyway. Rob, save us. Will you remind Phil when you hear this? Yes. Okay. The quick start is different. The quick start is a stripped down version of the game that is also an incomplete rule set, also greater than beta, less than um, less than full rules. Um, but it has a specific purpose, which is to uh, teach you how to play the game so that you can experience it. Yes. Um, and I would say the thing that to me is a little bit different than an ash can is that um, a quick start is probably pretty finished. It just doesn't have everything in it. So it's That's incomplete very f- versus yes. unfinished. And I think I can explain this best by contrasting turning, turning point, point <laughs> which is a quick start, yes. and it's unavailable on drive-thru, to Hydro Hackers. Yes. So in Hydro Hackers, the Hydro Hackers Ashcan reads like a small rule book. It has an introduction, a background, character generation, moves, and a GM section. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, do with it as you do as a GM, yeah. like game. make a game up. Go do game. Mm-hmm. The Turning Point Quick Start is actually a script mm-hmm. that is formatted so that if you pick it up and start reading it to a group of people, it will teach you how to play Turning Point as it helps you set up a game of Turning Point. Yes. A dilemma, as it's known. Yes. As it sets up a dilemma, it actually goes through a whole safety section. Mm -hmm. It creates character. It creates the setting for the dilemma. It leads you into the first scene. And then you are playing the game. And it is its entire purpose is for you to take it to the table and read it like a script to get everyone playing the game. Yeah. And to be clear, a very distinct difference here is while that quick start will be included in the full published version of the game there's that's like an appendix right like that's not oh yeah yeah that's just gonna be like in the back of the book so that you can just take it and run the game but if this is helpful but like there's a whole book of rules yeah not in there right there's a whole bunch of things that go it's not that it's missing any rules it's missing the deeper explanation of all of them right like there is a whole section on in the manuscript for turning point which is in Uh, which is a draft that you and I have right now, there's a whole section on tips on how to run a good scene. Right. Those are not in the quick start. No, Um, there's a a whole chapter. There's a whole chapter and and much more information on safety. Yes. Right. 
Yes, um, a more a much more comprehensive chapter on safety. Right? Yes. Which again, there is a safety section in the book, but it like it assumes that you know how lines and veils work. It explains it briefly, but it doesn't go into the depth in which the manuscript does. Yeah. The quick start doesn't. Yeah. So because it is a quick quick start. Start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and and that's the and to me that's the real difference between those two. The quick start is meant to pick this up and start playing this game right now. Mm-hmm. Like I want to lower the barrier for you to play this game so low that you will just go play this game. Yes. And the ash can is, hey, I've got a game. It's not quite done, but I kind of want to put it out into the world right now. Yep. In its not perfect state. Mm-hmm. The the baited baited point five. <laughs> yes more like final more, 0.05 right, right. <laughs> like, yeah something like that yeah. yeah 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 again greater than beta less than final yes yeah and that's the difference and again for five seven eight for ten bucks you can see the difference between those two by going to drive through and go buy the ash can for Hydro Hackers, go buy the Quick Start for Turning Point and look at the difference between them because they are very different in what different. they what they set out to do. Yeah, they're both very good. Yeah, ring. I'm ringing our bell. I know. Ring, ring. They're like, great. I'm really proud of the Quick Start. I'm really proud I, of Turning Point. Oh, I love. I, I love the Quick Start. In fact, so, I not only love it, I use it. I know because I don't remember the rules. Like that's the really funny thing about designing games is then you don't run it for like a while and you've been through so many iterations of some of these rules. You're like, I don't remember which one is the one I'm supposed to be using now. I also like the moment where um, I also like the moment when you go back and you read something and you're like, Oh, that's fucking brilliant. That's really good. Did we do that? That was really good. (laughs) Like, wow, we did a really good job on that. (laughs) Wow. The one I get when I often like play like Hydra Hackers and I haven't played it in a while is I'll forget a rule and somebody will say something. I'm like, oh, seriously, who designed this game? <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. And there is that thing where um, when you have designed a game over and over and over, um, your memory of how yeah. it works oh, is skewed by like the iterations yeah. of which version of which rule are you going with? And do you remember right. which is the one you're supposed to be using right now? And yeah, like there are a couple Ooh. of those. There's a couple of those moves that got written like three or four times that to like this day, it, there's a chance I'm going to remember the correct version of it. Well, I actually do a really funny thing with Love and Justice, which is I consistently forget that we added a leadership role. Yes. Um, it's my game. It doesn't actually need a leader, I don't think, in retrospect. <laughs> it's fine. I run no. it without it all the time. Oops. <laughs> Works great with one. <laughs> there we go. Cool. All right. So that's the Alpha, the Beta, the Ashcan. The last thing that comes um, out of this, which is not something we're going to have time to talk about tonight, but if people are super curious about it, we actually could do a third episode and, and cover it, which is publication. Yeah, which is a whole different beast. So- yeah. And, and publication, I will say just briefly, publication is a much more knowable. Yes. Yeah, it's much more... And plannable activity. It's linear. (laughs) Yes. Everything else that we've talked about is kind of iterative, where like you work on it, then you play test it, then you get feedback, then you fix it, and blah, 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 blah. And eventually, you spit out one of... like Eventually, you pass through alpha, you pass through beta, and then maybe you put out an ash can, maybe you put out a quick start, or maybe you just jump to publication. 
But I will say this, when you, when you go into publication, that is a much more knowable and controllable thing. Um, and it's a very different, um, it's very different part um, which is why it is really separate from game design because it is game publication. Yes. Um, Ex- it's a very different, different thing. Yeah. Um, and it like it, it, it's got its own set of stories and stuff that go heartbreak and stuff that go with it, but it's a very different beast. Well, and I can go off on a whole rant about PDFs. Yeah, PDFs, no, but we, we could, we're not but going to. When Senda's about to launch into a thing about <laughs> EPUBs, that is a sign that we have reached the end of the show. And so with that, Senda, tell me about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network so we can close out yeah. this episode. Well, since we've mentioned them again, I'm just going to talk about them again. Um, so twice in a row, but whatever. We love them. Um, there are no rules about there's them. There's no rules. I make them. Are you kidding? I make the rules. I run this network. Um, so yeah, on bonus experience, you can listen to Ray and Mana who are two awesome old friends who write and play games and they are fantastically great and have super good opinions about things that you would probably and enjoy pretty, and some pretty dorky humor yeah great i, I mean i appreciate their dorky i appreciate humor a lot. their dorky humor too that's that's part of why they're here <laughs> yes Alrighty, say Senda, where can people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com, where if you are into it, you can still join in the Voyager Watch Party. And if you are doing the Voyager Watch Party, you can still join in our lovely journaling side game, which is glorious and also very nice because it's a journaling game so just engage when you want to and and disengage when you don't have the energy um goodness where was i in the listing it's bespoke um you could also drop us an email panda at misdirectedmark.com or you could find us on tiktok if you're super brave um and leave us a video it'll be great yeah phil once they find us in one of those places what can they do with that information yeah, absolutely. Please leave us a topic. Um, we strive to make the show, um, the content of the show, to be about things that you find important. Our overall goal for this show has always been um, to help you run better games. And the way we do that is we take topics from you and we share our advice on them. We like talking to each other and Ooh. hanging out with each other, but we do that all the time. Yes. Uh, when we do it for you on the mics, we would like you to also get something out of it, which is let us help you make uh, your games more enjoyable for you and for your players. So send us those topics, um, questions, ideas, thoughts, a, a topic you want to hear us spin out some ideas on, whatever. Um, we'll do it. It's it's cool. If you like what we do here elsewhere in the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider backing our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get access to the Bamboo Lounge, the bonus outtakes, the Slack Room for Life, which is like my, it has been my safe haven all through this pandemic. Um, it is my social bubble. Like, how about that? It is my social bubble. The um, <laughs> And it's great. Like, I'm, I, we're now watching... Um, all of our friends in the Slack room starting to make appointments for vaccines, Ooh, and it's very exciting it to very see exciting. everybody. I'm one vaccine in. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but we appreciate it. Your patronage is what um, allows us to do all of this. It allows us to host servers and backups and equipment and, and just all the stuff that makes podcasting possible. So we greatly appreciate uh, all of your all of your support. 
there's another thing you can do. It helps us get heard by, like, it helps us to be heard by other people um, by shamelessly manipulating mm. the giant mechanisms that work to hold us down. Um, it is the way to rebel against the podcast man, Are, which is Apple. Wow. Um, and there's one way to do it. How? How can they strike a blow at the man and support uh, us pandas? Well, you can, you too can join the podcast punk revolution and, uh, and leave us a rating or review on Apple podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. If you are not an Apple podcast user, um, every new review we get really does stick it to the podcast, man. Am I doing this right? Cool, yes. the giant podcasty corporations, um, and uh, and help us float to the top when other people search for cool game advice stuff. Um, so we super duper 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 appreciate them so very very much. They make us warm and fuzzy inside. And let's be honest, that's most of the currency that we actually do this for. Sure is. Good times, good times. Alrighty. Say send up. <laughs> What? What's it gonna take to get Ditch Lilies up to a beta? Oh boy! This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Click, click, click. I clicked. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not messing around too much. This is the uh, part two of uh, this one, and we're going to do it quick so we can have a little bit of uh, stuff after. Stuffs. Mm-hmm. All right. Lounge. Are you good to go? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start the timer. Bloop. Do 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 do